Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the People's Choice Podcast. And I'm here with a special, special guest. She's been here on the show before over a year ago. And by popular demand, she is back. That's right, yes. ladies and gentlemen. I got Miss Diamond Williams. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Diamond, how you doing? I am. I'm great. I like I'm that. Great. Yes, you really are. You've done so much. So in the first episode that I had you on back in episode 14, we touched on, you know, you going to prison, you getting out of prison, and you were going to school, you were writing a poem book, you was really changing your life around. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm proud to let all my peeps know, and for my new audience, if they want to go check out our uh, previous episode, that you have really succeeded all that and then some you've graduated you're doing community work you made podcasts uh, guest appearances other than mine's you've really mm-hmm. done so much so I just want to give you another you know round of applause. Give your flowers thank again. you thank <laughs> you, know? you and and the people that um first off yeah but I graduate um Monday May 16th and by the time uh, this come out yeah you, you'll be good yeah, by the time, yeah. <laughs> yeah. that friday i'm going um right back for my second associate's degree in criminal justice technology forensic science so i don't want no summer break i'm not taking no break um mainly because i can't afford to take a break mm-hmm. and um it's it's pretty much growing pains right now Mm-hmm. pretty and much growing pains right now yes definitely so like let's start off I guess from where we last left off you know from a year ago or at least maybe dive more into it because I've grown more as a podcaster and as a mm-hmm. interviewer and I know if you've gotten more comfortable doing more guest appearances and stuff so we talked about your prison sentence so if you want to refresh everyone's memory or for the new artists that don't know yeah just, uh, so talk, um, about, talk about that I know um, I had watched, you know, our interview over to see what I had, you know, discussed what I didn't discuss and I didn't have my charges. I, I know what I was charged with, but I have my paperwork. And so I want to go over that because, like I said, I was 22 years old, um, zero criminal points. And still, um, it started off with four charges, with four counts, but I ended up pleading guilty to conspiracy to possess with intent to distribute a quantity exceeding 50 grams of methamphetamine, which was six kilos. Mm-hmm. And um, when when you are that young, that naive, that beautiful, that smart, uh, that gullible, mm-hmm. it really don't your charge, in my opinion, your charges really don't hit you until you are released. Mm-hmm. And so once I got released, I had to stay in the halfway house for six months. So I got released September 12, 2018. So from September 12th up until January 1st, I sat in the halfway house with no job because they wanted me to um, go to the chicken plant. Mm-hmm. Okay, give them half of my check for another metal bed. Um, mm-hmm. That wasn't calculating with me because I came home with a plan. Mm-hmm. 
I came home with a plan and I executed it. The whole time I was in the halfway house, they want you to work and they want you to get out and do this and do that. I chose to just come home on the weekends. And January 1st, 2019 is when I got a job at Coaches, which is a local restaurant here in Sanford, North Carolina. Now, a lot of people are not aware. Waitresses at that time, I made $2.13. So I just did a 57-month bid working at 12 cents an hour, saving it, not touching it, so I could come home with that, which it won't a lot, but still, to work into $2.13 hour, $2.13 an hour. That's a big difference for somebody coming home from federal prison. That was the first job, because in my mind, okay, I done sat this time, I've read books, I've Fed, fed my, my own brain with knowledge that I knew I would need when I got released. Mm-hmm. So when I went to work, it was definitely grind time because I wasn't even thinking about the $2.13. I'm thinking about the tips that I know I have to go to work and make in order to survive. Mm-hmm. And that, that, Without, had be, I was gonna say, that just had to be such a hard adjustment going from your time in prison to then going to back on the quote unquote. That was a very hard adjustment Mm -hmm. because, you know, when I was watching the interview, I I was placing so many expectations on myself. And that's not a bad thing. That is not a bad thing to do. But I was so eager to do this and do that and do this and do that. Mm -hmm. But behind the scenes, you don't know. Everybody has a different hustle. Everybody hustles differently. I work for two years until COVID hit for $2.13. Off of that $2.13, I bought my own first car. It was a 2001 Volkswagen Beetle. But it was mine. Mm -hmm. I had just left from working for $0.12 an hour to working six days a week at $2.13. And I had finally bought my own car at $2.13. Congratulations for doing that, because that's like I said, that was a hard adjustment going from, especially even before going to the real world, because when you were moving drugs and before you get caught, I mean, I know you was probably living the high life, you know, spending money, going through money, because, you know, they always say Mm -hmm. when drug money comes fast, it goes faster. So to Mm -hmm. come back. Yeah. And you want to touch more on that? Like, how do you how do you really get, you know, caught up into that life and start doing that? Being around the. Being around the wrong people, and this is not blaming anybody. I, I think that um, the interviews I have done, the people who watch them feel blamed for some reason. I don't know, whatever. But the power of your people, places, and things. That is how I got involved in the lifestyle itself. Um, I was the... Um, I was the yes friend, Mm -hmm. you know, and at that time of 19, 20, all of my friends were rich white kids, honestly. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like I said, it's the power of your people, places, and things. And that is how I got into the lifestyle. And it's right now, um, 
the generation up under me, because I just turned 31. So the generation up under me, like in 95, the 95 babies and up, because I was born in 1991. This is a generation that's angry. Mm. These kids are angry right now, especially these little girls, because it starts at home. Mm -hmm. My mom was a single mom. Um, I watched my mom work. She worked at the hospital for 20 something years. Never missed a day of work. Um, never. I knew when times was hard, but that I didn't know times was hard because my mom told me I knew times was hard because I was her child. You know, when you are a single mom, it's other things that you have to do to make sure your child has water to take a bath in the morning before school. Your child has lights to brush your teeth before school. It's levels to it. Mm -hmm. And the generation up under me right now is so angry. It's so full of anger, um, anger, hatred, um, envy, jealousy, uh, because you might think this person has this, but you don't this, 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 that, and this. And these are all the things that you might want to have, you want to have for yourself. Mm -hmm. But instead of coming up with a plan, um, and getting the, your goals and achievement achievements done, we're killing each other. We're mm -hmm. fighting each other. Um, the list I could go on and on and on and on for days. Mm -hmm. But it is a group of people right now who are angry, and it's mm -hmm. because of you might be twenty one, twenty two, but mentally you still might be at 16, 17. Mm -hmm. We have young girls out here making decisions based off their body. Mm -hmm. Based off, um, mom's not at home, mom's at work. So I'm gonna sneak and do this. You got kids having kids by kids. Mm -hmm. And the person who does stand up and say, hey, maybe you shouldn't do that. Or, hey, you know, can I talk to you about something? Because I see something in you. I see something great in you. They mm -hmm. don't want to hear that right now. Yeah. That's, that's you know, the person who says, hey, don't. You can't, you don't have to do that. Mm -hmm. That person is lame. Um, nobody wants to talk to them. They're boring. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? The person who stands up is always the underdog. When it doesn't have to be that way. 100%. So when when did you really like decide and change your mind like I'm not going to continue to do this anymore I'm not going to go down this road cuz you know people they go to jail or they go to prison and then and yeah, they go right back. right back yeah so at what point in your life did you realize you know I'm making a change right now I can't do this anymore the day I got sentenced and that's only because um my sentencing date was November 4th, 2015. So uh, a lot of people don't know that um, I got locked up the day of my daughter's first birth. Wow. And that same day is my recovery day as well. That's something I am proud of. Congratulations. However, when her birthday, when her birth, thank you. When her birthday comes, I celebrate, you know, at home in the privacy of my own home. I celebrate my recovery, but I, we celebrate her birthday first. Mm-hmm. That's something I don't want to take away from her. But um, 
that was the day because the judge had told me she had booked me. You know, you you all we always have a chance to speak, say something. So I'm in there pleading my case, like, oh, because I'm still looking at 187 months. So I'm mm-hmm. oh, I, I, I won't do this anymore. I won't do that anymore. If you just send me to such and such or not do this or not do that. This woman woke up to mm-hmm. come to work and do her job, which was sentenced me to 57 months. That is the day that I said, okay. I got 57 months. I can do the drug program. That'll take off a year. You know, you get calculating that jail time and then it's something completely different. But that is the day that I said, okay, so I'm, I'm not, I'm not going back to Central North Carolina, the same person. Mm. I got four and a half years to figure it out. I'm going to figure it out. I applaud you for definitely figuring it out and flourishing. I mean, look at you. I'm like, I said, I'm so proud of you. And the fact that you want to, not just, you know, hold this thing, because sometimes some people, they're not comfortable telling their story or they just, you know, don't want to go down that road. Yet you've been an open book to me, to other people, mm-hmm. like on other podcasts and just even people that you meet outside mm-hmm. in your community, like you've done community work, which I'll put in the uh, the video here. Like, I'm really proud of you. When did you realize you wanted to say, you know what, I want the next generation to learn from my mistakes? So, um, first of all, nobody is perfect. Amen. Nobody is perfect. Nobody, nobody is perfect. And that point came for me whenever I started um, my internship at the mission here in um, Sanford, North Carolina. That's that's when my whole okay something got something has to change within these dynamics because this is. I went from being that person to stopping that young girl going down Hickory or going down um, Fifth and Maple. Do you you need a ride? Are you safe? Are you okay? What can I help you with today? These girls are 17, 18, 19, and you're homeless? Okay, well, we need to, how did you get homeless? Boom, the mother or the father is on you. That's when it really hit me, hit me, hit me. Because, like I said, none of us are perfect. Mm-hmm. We all, we, we are all fighting our own demons. However, we know as human beings what we go home and do in the privacy of our own homes. When I got to that, when I got to that mission, and I started seeing people who knew me from the past mm-hmm. would drive past, they would break. But since it was me who they had to talk to or who they had to just even see in general, they would keep going. Mm-hmm. And that kind of hurt. That kind that kind of that kind of hurt. Because yeah, I, was, I was just gonna say, I was I was gonna say, like, do you have any advice or word for the younger generation or people that may see that that's trying to change their life, but yet their friends or, you know, family or people that they know from that past life, they're not with all that. So they losing them. Like, how, what would you say to them to, you know, stay strong and stay focused? Cause that's a hard adjustment to go through. Lower your pride. Mm. Since the last interview I did with you, I've had, so I've been in a couple different situations where I've had to run and think and get a peace of mind. What am I going to do? I can either be the bigger person 
or I can stoop myself down so low to this other person's level to try to get them to understand this, this, that, and the third. I'm not doing that. I don't have to lower myself. I don't, I don't have, I don't have to lower myself down to get you to understand. Mm. Lower your pride. If you need the help, it is there. Now, Sanford don't have a lot of resources, but it's the, it's the way you move. You got to get out here and network. Mm-hmm. If you know you need the help, lower your pride and go get it. Mm-hmm. Because I that is what I, as a student and a single mom, has had to do plenty of times. Mm-hmm. I am... Um, I always tell my professors um, when I do my scholarships and write and I have to write the essays and stuff like that, I am always honest. I am a student who goes to school for the financial aid and for the education as well. Both are equally important to me. Why? Because I know I am smart. Mm -hmm. I'm not down in anybody who um, works a nine to five. I'm not down in anybody who works at the chicken plant. I'm not down in anybody who's on anybody's assembly line. What I am saying is I have a talent. My talent is just the love that I have for knowledge. So I'm going to go to school. But with that, a lot of places don't count um, the money that you get from school as a source of income. Mm -hmm. So here I am as a single mom, if I go get a job, I lose Medicaid. Let's just keep it real here. If I go get a job, I lose Medicaid and I lose the, the, the food stamps that the government gives me. Mm-hmm. So that's something uh, I know that I am not the only person going through. Mm-hmm. But at this time in life, I know that I'm the only person from Sanford, North Carolina, who's going to get on anybody's podcast and tell the truth. Amen to that. I'm not the only woman who is afraid to go get a job right now because of the assistance that the government says that I can have. Mm -hmm. I am not the only woman who is out here um, lowering their pride to save somebody else from losing their home. Mm -hmm. I'm not. And when this, when this, interview drops people are going to laugh at it people are going to make fun of it and in the same time be hurt by it because they know they're going through the same thing mm-hmm. I've met so many single moms at throughout school throughout networking in school who are going to school because you know they have a passion for um, business management whatever you want to go to school for that is their passion mm-hmm. I love school, so I'm going to keep going to school. As long as I can get financial aid, I'm going to keep going. But those are two main, two main issues that are stopping smart women from going out here and getting a job. And that is because of those two government-assisted things that we need. Mm -hmm. And that's just the truth about it. Lower your pride. You know you need to help. You're only hurting yourself. Because if it wasn't going to be me, it was going to be somebody else. So don't let my past, don't let what you think I do at home, 
Don't let what you heard about me 10, 20 years ago, don't let my past affect your future. Mm-hmm. And that's why it kind of, it, it, it did. Because I was getting, it started, it started off like getting phone calls like, oh, such and such said that, you know, you were up there because you were homeless or blah, 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 blah. And I'm laughing because I know deep down inside, no, such and such really needs some help. They just don't want to come in here and get mm-hmm. it from me. Mm-hmm. People love to leave you and try to keep you stuck in your past. Mm-hmm. And you're a powerful woman, Diamond, to that is go problem. through that. That is the problem. I'm sorry for cutting you off. No, I get really, I get really passionate about it because that is the problem. Instead of being jealous, instead of being envious, instead of trying to figure out how how such and such got this and how such and such got that, where how are you getting what you need to get? Mm-hmm. How are you maintaining? Because once I got to that, once I got to that mission, okay, I've seen the resources. It is some resources here. But people are too prideful to say, hey, I need help. Mm-hmm. And that's that's so true. And that's in a lot of different fields or mm-hmm. places in the area in life that some people are too prideful to say they need help. Everyone not needs help to mention, in some way, shape, or form. Yep. In some way, shape, or form. And not to mention, we are in the South. So that whole what goes on at home stays at home, that's still going on. Mm-hmm. What goes on in this household, you don't go to school and tell such and such. That's still going on. Mm-hmm. That's one tradition that is going I feel like is continuously being passed down. And it's a blessing and a curse at the same time. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And I, I think with you sharing that, because I mean, I've heard that growing up, and I'm pretty sure many others have heard that too. Mm-hmm. You know, what happens at home stays at home, but it takes a special and brave person to put that their business and hopefully to help someone else out there like that you know no matter if it's a guy like me starting a podcast mm-hmm. or an amazing woman like you telling you know your struggles and your you know sacrifices you had to make to get to the next level in life so like i said mm-hmm. I, I applaud you 100 percent on that and you talked about school and i, I know like i said you're gonna be graduating or you said the sixth was 16th right the 16th monday may oh, yeah. 16th See, by the time this come out, you either just gonna graduate or it's coming up real soon. Mm-hmm. So, what's that process of like starting school all over again? Like, you know, after leaving a, a sentence, a four years, four and a half year sentence, to then start in school because a lot of girls or even males, mm-hmm. when they're thinking that school is impossible, like how is yeah. you able to break through and start, and not only start but also succeed. So when I, um, that was my plan from the get-go. When I, that was my plan all throughout my fed sentence or whatever, I'm going back to school. And what I had to do was, since I had already started college back when I was dibbling and dabbling or whatever and dropped out, um, I had to pay a certain amount, which I think at the time was 800 and something dollars. And so by that time, you know, I had a good rapport at work. Um, and it just so happens that my manager at the time, his name is Daryl. Shout out to him. I went to him and I just was honest. I was like, look, I owe CCC um, 800 and something dollars. They told me if I bring them this this amount of money that, you know, I could get registered for the fall and I could start chasing my dream. 
that man gave me the money that same day. He said, clock out, go pay. At the time, I think the guy that was helping me through CC, I think his name was Kevin Hunt. He said, go pay Kevin right now. Take the rest of the day off. Celebrate, you know, whatever. Come back tomorrow. It's grind time because now you don't have you don't you don't have to worry about that. And that's another thing. Once you start being around positive people, your blessings start to come. That man didn't have to give me that money. I could have easily worked a double, made that money, and took that man that money that I made myself. Mm-hmm. But my manager at a place that I worked, like I said, for two dollars and thirteen cents. Seen something in me, and he gave me the money to take to the school so I could chase my dream. Definitely. Shout out to him for that. That is mm-hmm. amazing. Story. I love hearing good stories like that, for real. Like, mm-hmm. And these are amazing. stories that people, these are stories. At that point in time, I was around people who I was excited to come home and tell these people things. And it was just like, mm, okay. And here I am so full of excitement, so happy that somebody finally seen the good in me. They finally didn't, they weren't worried about what I did five years ago. Mm-hmm. They seen my work ethic. They seen how I come to work and leave with three, four hundred dollars in tips. That's nothing. That was nothing at that point in time. Mm-hmm. This man seen something in me. He did not have to give me that money. But he gave it to me because he seen how hard I was grinding. He he heard how much I talked about wanting to get back in school. Mm-hmm. That was an act of kindness that didn't have to be done. Amen. Thank God. Thank God for that. Thank God for me. I, I used to, I used to, oh man, I used to talk myself out of trying to go to work every day because I'm like, 2013 cent, really? Mm-hmm. But at the end of it all, like I said, if that man wouldn't have seen something in me, if I wouldn't have still stuck to the plan that I had, that I made, the day that I got sentenced, which was November 4th, 2015, I wouldn't be in school right now. Mm-hmm. I would be dead. Man. I would be dead. God is good. God is good. Man, that's, that's amazing. Let me give a clap to your manager, too, for that, man, because... Mm-hmm. I'm glad, you know, because like I said, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even be able to met you and and the fact that you know you said it like, hey, look, mm-hmm. if that if I didn't stick to the plan and basically let go and let God, like your science doesn't behind you. Yeah, let go. Been, let God, Allah, mm-hmm. who, whoever that you have faith in. I don't care if it's a turtle. I don't care if you pray to a stop sign. Whatever you put your faith in, it takes action too. You can't only just sit at home and believe and hope and pray and meditate. No, it takes some action. You take getting up at six, six, seven o'clock in the morning, making it to eight o'clock class. It takes action. Mm-hmm. Not only does it take faith, but it takes action as well. And when you put yourself around people who see the actions that you are taking, it's almost impossible to qu- quit, give up, and say, no, I'm not going to do this no more because um. I had a situation with school where I was supposed to graduate in the fall, but I ended up graduating in the May, in May, that's coming up or whatever. But I thank God for that obstacle too. Mm-hmm. Because maybe I wasn't ready. Maybe I wasn't ready at that time for my next blessing to come. Mm-hmm. I love this journey that you're on. It's like you, you take your, your lessons and turn them in or your I love it you know, too. I the love lessons. It too. 
it's like um I I was gonna say like you know you don't you don't take L's or losses you take lessons you know like these are all lessons like you're learning from and you're looking at it like that learning from each and every experience obstacle I mean that's mm-hmm. that's truly amazing Diamond and that's what I that's why I love doing these interviews I love doing these podcasts because I know I'm not the only woman or man who is going through this. Mm-hmm. Somebody got to say, somebody has to have the courage to say, hey, hold on, that's not what's really happening. This is what's really going on. Definitely. And let's switch gears on that because since uh, you've done my podcast, you've also done other guest appearances on podcasts. So, what was that experience like? Because when I think I was your first, right? And then, yeah, you were my first. Other, you know, and so the next interview I had after you was with, um, if they go Chapo, uh, which is they're out of New York. Mm-hmm. So I was Shout honored. Too. They're pretty good. Yeah, I was honored because it's like, damn, my my interview made it all the way, you know what I'm saying? All the way to, to these people in New York. I was honored. I'm a small town girl with just big, not city dreams, but I have a dream and I'm not mm-hmm. gonna stop chasing it. Definitely. And just to just so you know, like for episode uh, 14 that we did, like it was actually my first episode I ever reached over 2000 people like on Facebook. And then, what? yeah, like it reached over 2000 people on Facebook, um, on Apple Podcasts. It had like 800 downloads. What? It really took off. And it's my second, third highest view on, on YouTube. I'm still growing the YouTube channel, you know, it, but really help a lot of people it's real and it's it's real and it's raw people don't know what's going on behind the scenes if you want to know i'll tell you Mm -hmm. you got any questions call me and i'm gonna do the interview and i'm gonna drop the gems because it is needed definitely and I was just so happy. And that was actually one of the, like, the thing a lot of people were commenting too. Like, oh my God, it's so raw, so real. You can hear her passion. Like you talked from a lot of things. Like, so we touched on your prison sentence before you talked about being on drugs, getting off of that. You talked about mm-hmm. going to school, podcast appearances. Now let's talk about your community work too. Like I've seen you post on Instagram and um, on your social media platforms, the community work that you're doing. You want to touch on that? Uh, yeah, so um, my degree, I had to do 160 state-mandated hours. Mm-hmm. So um, the first site that I was supposed to go to was the Haven. Um, some Another obstacle happened then. I wasn't able to go to the Haven, so I ended up at the Mission, and I had to come up with some type of event um, for the community. So I just came up with a water drive um, for the homeless people who come come there to, you know, shower, wash their clothes or whatever they need. But I came up with the idea to do a water drive. And a lot of people, um, let's just be honest about it. A lot of people do not think about the homeless people. They ride right past them. Um, You know, you see people at the store all the time. Hey, I'm hungry. Can I have a dollar or whatever? It's up to you who you want to bless. But just know that you'll always get those blessings back. So with me doing a water drive, I think I got up 748 bottles of water. Um, And it's really about the importance of these people are walking the streets. It's about to be hot. 
with each year, the heat just rises and rises and rises and rises. Okay, so let's keep them hydrated. If we can keep them hydrated, we can keep them alive at least. Mm-hmm. The drugs are taking over. It ain't it. It ain't no more here. Well, it, I mean, it's there because that was my drug of choice at that back then. But now you got here with mixed with fentanyl. You got meth mixed with fentanyl. Everything is mixed and cut with something and this, that, and the 30s. People don't know what they're putting in their body. So the least I can do is make sure they, they're hydrated. And um, luckily, one of the days that I was doing my water drive on was the one-year annual anniversary for the um, mission itself. So I got to network with, you know, people who are on the city council, people who um, people who can get me to where I need to be, which is inside them, which is with them in those meetings about um, making such and such a needle exchange. Um, what giving out, I don't know, clothes and pampers and stuff to young moms, things like that. It was important to me to bring the awareness, despite these people being homeless, on drugs, whatever, the least we can do is keep them hydrated. It's so simple. It's so, it's so, oh, just give them some water, but it's so deeper than that. It's so much more important than that because this person might be coming up here because their mom is at home or their dad is at home on drugs. Mm-hmm. The water is off because guess where the money went to? Drugs. You don't we don't know why people know. come up there and leave with two, three, four, five bottles of water. And mm-hmm. I'm not the one who's gonna ask you, well, hey, you can't take that. Take it. Because mm-hmm. you don't know why they need it. True that. Water, the thought of it was so simple, but it's so deep. It, it it's gonna go anybody who watched this interview, it's gonna go over your head a couple of times because it's like it's just water. Mm-hmm. We don't know whose water is off right now. Exactly. We don't know whose lights is off right now. You don't know. Mm-hmm. We always say, don't judge a book by its cover. That is so easy to say. Mm-hmm. But dude, let's be real. We, 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 we judge people all the time. Mm-hmm. Even me. Even me. Mm-hmm. So for me to do that, and it, and it made a newspaper. Yeah, I saw it. Yep, it was in the newspaper. Hmm. And you still, you still want to choose to leave me in my past? Well, I, I, I choose to leave you behind as well because I'm headed somewhere else. Definitely, you, your future is extremely bright. And speaking of uh, of futures, we could spot the transition into your um, poem book that I remember you mentioned you wanted to do and start. And a lot of people have been asking about that because you're yeah, of- very, very deep. And uh, your quotes, I remember showing, you were showing your tattoos or your quotes. So uh, how's that going along, your poem book? And wh- when can people expect that? You know what? Being completely honest, mm-hmm. watching it, re-watching the interview I, with the book is so, that is so important to me. And I placed the bar so high because I was trying to prove to the people that I was around that I wasn't the same diamond. Mm-hmm. And from that struggle and obstacle, I had to learn not everybody cares about your dreams. Not everybody is going to support your dreams. And Thanks. when you when you have a 
when you are working on something like that, I am a very deep and emotional person. So when we did that interview, I had the poems that I have were my poems from prison. Mm-hmm. And so I've transitioned so much to where I have just so much more content. So mm-hmm. I done been through so much more. I'm just still writing. I don't have a date, but I know it's going to come. I don't have a date because it's okay to not have something done by a date that you wanted it done by because you are trying to prove to these people that you are not the same person. Mm-hmm. I wanted that book out by the end of that year so bad. Just, just solely based on proving somebody else wrong. And that was the wrong motivation for me to have. So I'm still writing. Yeah. Your story's not, it's not over yet. It's not, it's not over. It's not over. It's not over. Like I said, I went from that 2001 Beatle. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, man. We, I'm, 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 I mean, I'm at this time. I'm, I'm bumping heads with women who got BBLs. They pulling up in Audis all the time. That was the first car I bought with my money from two dollars and thirteen cents. The second car I got was a two thousand and four Honda. I drive it like it's got a Hemi in it. Why? Because I bought it myself. Mm-hmm. I paid for it myself. I went and looked at it by myself. I did that by myself. That's a Maserati out there. As long as it crank up, it's a Maserati, it's a farm, whatever I want it to be. Because that's, <laughs> that's you know what I'm saying? Definitely, yeah. That, that was my hard work, my grinding, and my, determin- my determination. Whether, like I said, we, we are not all perfect. But if you are a single mother, I can bet you your, my last dollar, you got to hustle. Mm-hmm. Especially with a class A felony. I have a class A felony on my record until I get um, enough money to get a lawyer to get my record expunged. Because that's the only really, that's the only serious thing that's stopping me. Mm -hmm. You know, things will flourish for me more. But like I said, it was that hard work and that determination Mm -hmm. that got me to where I am today. Definitely. And I'm proud of you just to, you know, talk to you a year, a year and some change later and see mm-hmm. what everything you've done since then. And then even given the backstory of how far you really, I mean, you really start from behind the eight ball, you know, and, exactly. And that, really, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So why is it so, why is it? Cause it's not only Sanford. If, if it's everywhere. everywhere. It's yep. everywhere. So why is it that here I am, I come on here and I'm telling, I'm just speaking my truth. I'm I'm speaking my truth. Mm-hmm. And like I said, before it gets shared, people will laugh at it. People will joke about it. Oh, people will down it knowing you are in the same position I am. But you just might not be strong enough to get on somebody's podcast and say, this is what's going on. 
our city is hurting. Our kids are hurting. And you have moms or single dads. It's, it's, some, it's some great fathers out there, too. Mm-hmm. But you have these people who are now guarded. They don't want to network anymore. They don't want to meet nobody new. Because of all the hurt and pain and this, that, and the third. I'm about to celebrate something so amazing. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, I'm celebrating it with not with the people I started out with. And that too is a blessing and a curse at the same time. Yep. I felt that, man, because when I started this this podcast and seeing the heights that it's already reached now, but mm-hmm. when I started it, there was a lot more people, at least in the in my corner. And then uh mm-hmm. seeing where it's at now where it's such it's growing, but yet and I'm growing as a person too, but unfortunately, some people had to get left behind, mm-hmm. not because I wanted to, I want to bring them all on, but because of choices they make or because they can't elevate their mindset or because of whatever, you know, I've had lost a lot of people. Oh, trust, just trust me, I pain. understand. I had to take a lot of losses. I have mm-hmm. taken a lot of emotional losses. Um, I lost my grandma and my granddad. My great-grandma and my granddad in less than two weeks. Um, two weeks before that, uh, my aunt had passed away. I've taken a lot of emotional losses mm-hmm. for the better myself and my child. Mm-hmm. Now, these lo- some losses were purposely, you know what, I can't do this no more, I'm out. Mm-hmm. Some of them, some losses were, you know, um, other people's perception of me because of whatever. Like I said, people love to keep you stuck in the past. You can't keep me stuck nowhere I don't want to be. Now, either you can accept this new person, you can, you know, um, accept the change that this person is going through, or you just don't have to be around me at all. Facts. Because when you have changed, when you know that you have changed, and that's, I am big on that. Can't nobody, I don't care if it's, I don't care if it was God. You cannot tell me nothing about me that I don't know about myself. And it's, it's so sad because people need somebody to talk to. People need that that one person or whoever it might be. Hey, do you have a minute? And instead of it being, yeah, I do. Actually, it is. Yeah, I got a minute. But you're talking. And by the time you get done talking, they weren't listening. They weren't listening to you. So they're... No, that's that. There goes a wasted conversation. Mm-hmm. Right now, I am in a state of peace. I, I am gonna, healing. I was going to say that. I am healing. I was going to say, you have like, like, of course, you you've grown in this the growth, but you have a certain type of growth, not just growth, a certain type of growth. 
where I just for me, just from the, from the time I've known you to seeing and hearing you now is just amazing the growth that you have and it's a certain type of growth where you're like you know what i'm focused on my goals i want to help people the diamond you knew from the past that's in the past i don't live there no more and if you want to still live there then you live there i'm gonna keep going and moving on like it's it's truly a beautiful thing it's a beautiful thing and it hurts at the same time because <laughs> like i said you know when i came home the people that I shared my dreams with, the people that I cried to, the people that I, man, I'm, I'm about to quit this semester. They didn't care if I quit it or not. That's a hard pill to swallow. I am now, you know, I, me and my daughter we live together. It's just us two. It's a hard pill to swallow when you started out with 30 and you just end up with two. It's a blessing and a curse at the same time. And it's sad because we have people around us who, you know, the old folks love to say, oh, such and such just jealous or such and such just envious of you or such and such just, I don't look at myself as somebody to be jealous of. I don't look at myself as somebody to be envious of because every day I wake up and grind and go get it. How I go get it, it's none of your business. Just know that I got it. You know, people be so worried about what you're doing to achieve your dream instead of worrying about how they're going to achieve their dream. Definitely. It don't matter. It don't matter how I pay my light bill, how I pay my water bill, how I pay my rent, but just know that it gets paid, but it get paid because I'm not just sitting at home. Mm. I've had a lot of conversations where people say, oh, you just go to school. That's not a job. Who told you that wasn't a job? Because right now school is online. It's just hard to get some seated classes. So I'm teaching myself these things myself. It's, it's a let the, the disrespect just amongst friendships, period, has just skyrocketed. Mm -hmm. And here you have here you have these women who are left alone to raise a child or ch kids who become angry, who become bitter, who become um I get this all the time. You too aggressive, you too aggressive. You wanna know why I'm aggressive? Mm-hmm. You, you want to know why I come off masculine or, or however you want to put it? Why? Because I'm doing it by myself. Mm -hmm. Why? Because I don't I don't feel like I have anybody that I can pick up the phone and trust and really tell them what's going on with me. That's why I come off aggressive. I'm the head of my household. I make sure thing. I make sure she get fed before she go to school. You know what I'm saying? I'm doing this alone. We are in a day, in a time where it ain't no two parents in the household. And that's what I want. I want I want a family so bad. I just want that, that, that tradition, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. it, it takes more than just one person. They say, you know, it takes a village to raise a child. So we got a bunch of single moms, single dads who are out here grinding. Whatever your grind is, nine to five legal, illegal, whatever. You have these group of people who are alone right now. And before I become angry, bitter, 
or any of those things, I will retreat. I will heal. I might have my head down for a couple of days, but when you see me, the next time you see me, my head will be up. I, I want people who are going to watch this to know it's okay to cry. It's okay to lose that friendship. It's okay to lose um, a family that you thought you had. Because if you lost it, then it probably wasn't for you. But just prepare yourself for better because it's on the way. When change is coming, like I said, whoever you believe in, Allah, God, turtle, whatever. When change is coming, there is nothing you can do about it. Mm-hmm. You have to learn to adapt. And that's one thing I learned from being in prison. You got to adapt very fast. Mm-hmm. This day and time, women and men, these single women and men who are raising a child or kids, you got to adapt. Definitely. This day and time, we don't have time to sit around and sulk and cry all the time. Because I had I had really got to a point where I was depressed. I was depressed. I was diagnosed with severe PTSD and I was depressed. Mm-hmm. I was still grinding, still going to work, still working in places. I, I knew I wasn't going to stay there for over 30 days. I'm just working there to go ahead, you know what I'm saying, get my money to a certain, and I'm gone. Mm-hmm. Before you allow yourself to get angry and get bitter. Just retreat. Because change, when change comes, it's going to come and there's nothing you can do about it. There's nothing you can do about a blessing that's trying to come your way, but it keeps getting blocked because of your people, places, and things. Like I said, I wish. I can celebrate this wonderful time with the people I started it off with. But I'm left with me and my child. And I know I'm not the only one who is out here doing things, achieving things, and the only person they have to celebrate it with is either their family or their child. Mm. And, and honestly, Diamond, that's that's all you need for the for this time in your chapter in life. And probably, you know, forever, you know. But sometimes, unfortunately, when we grow, we do lose certain people and mm-hmm. you definitely have grown and you've lost a lot of people. But I'm proud of you for growing and continue to grow and, and to have that hard fight, not just physically, but emotionally and psychologically, the fight that you have to go through from losing people and looking back and trying to help others and pull others out the things you do Mm -hmm. for your community the things you continue to do the things you're doing for your daughter I mean that's truly amazing and like I said it takes a certain type of growth to get there especially from where you started to where you are now like just a whole 180 and I'm so proud of you I remember in the first video I had you know made a statement about how my dad had asked me you know what do you want to be? Do you want to be a wolf or do you want to be a sheep? Mm-hmm. And I can honestly say at this day and time, I'm a little bit of both because the thing, the, um, my dream jobs, because it's more than one, you know, it takes a special type of individual to, you know, network and talk. And I'm, I'm, I'm realizing I don't have to, 
uh, present myself as, hi, I'm Diamond. Um, I, I did five years in, you know, federal prison and stuff. I don't have to present myself as, as that Diamond who did fed time. Mm -hmm. Hi, I'm Diamond Williams. Um, these are, you know, this is my degree right here, such and such. The letter of recommendations right now. Who who is going to anybody's job with letters of recommendation from um you at the US Chief of Probation? Mm -hmm. Who who is who is showing up with letters of recommendation from you know your old federal probation officer mm -hmm. and still being told no? Mm -hmm. We, 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 as in people who have felonies, people who really want to change, people who have done their time, came home and are still on that route. Do not give up. Because I've been told personally, no, so many times. I've came home and cried about jobs. I knew I was overqualified to do. And I still was told no because of what is on a piece of paper. Mm -hmm. I cried about it. I retreated, I healed, and I kept going. Because somebody, just like my manager at Coaches, somebody is going to see, they're not going to worry about what's on paper because they're going to see how I move, how I network. They're going to want me. They're going to want me to be a part of their team. Not based off of what's on paper, but just based off getting to know me, my integrity, my passion for what it is that I want to do. Mm -hmm. Hell yeah, yes, I was on drugs. You damn right. But that was then. That's not who I am today. And in the profession that I want to work in, I'm bumping heads with a lot of people who, you know, um don't want the help because it's me. Mm -hmm. Don't give up. Just don't give up. And that's, I'm, about, that's, I'm about to cry. Yeah, so I would say that's 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 deep. And like like people were saying in the first thing, you could hear the realness and just the rawness and emotion in your voice. That's, when really, you're that's it. really what's real. You have people out here who are afraid to get jobs because of benefits they might lose from the government, like Medicaid and food stamps. Mm -hmm. And even with my degrees, even with my two degrees that I will have in the next two years, I have my second degree in my criminal justice or whatever still you're a powerful woman diamond for real and for everyone that this really you know touched or impact where can they find you on social media if they ever want to maybe talk to you or you know just follow you on your amazing journey that you're going um on instagram you can find me at diamonds don't break it's the same thing on snapchat d y uh let me see. Hold on. Let me see. Because I really want to. Diamonds don't break. D-Y-M-O-N-D-S-D-N-T-B-R-E-A-K. Diamonds don't break. That's on Snapchat and Instagram. I don't have Facebook. Uh, unfortunately, okay. it's, a, it's a picture on there that I have been trying to get that page shut down forever. But um, I do not have Facebook. You can only find me on Snapchat and Instagram. And I am always open to doing any podcast, any interview. I'm open to talking about anything, anything. As long as, you know, it's, it's, it's based around the whole federal prison thing. Mm -hmm. There was a 27% uh, 
spike in um, just women alone. We're not talking about races or nothing, but it has been a 27% spike in women, period, going uh, going to federal prison with zero criminal points, just like me. Mm. What I want to figure out is how did it spike up? What happened? Mm. Starts in the home. That's what happened. Definitely. And I've I've been really um really grad like talking about gratitude and really grateful for it. It's been really keeping me level and grounded besides just my sign over there. So I love to ask my guests this a lot now too. So what are three things that you are grateful for in your life right now? Three things that I am grateful for. My daughter. Mm-hmm. Um My daughter, my place, my place and my car because I got it on my own. Even when they told me that I couldn't, so that's gonna that's counting as my second. Mm-hmm. And um, the third thing I am grateful for is the relationships that I am building with the positive people that I have met recently in my life. Amen. To- now, I don't want to drop no names because these are some, you know, these are some pretty, um, not powerful, but these are some people who, you know, if if it was 10 years ago, people would be shocked. Like, oh, my God, you you have access to these people? Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. And now I do. Now I do. So I am I am grateful for the, the, the people who who text me every morning and. Are you okay? Um, is everything going on with school? I, I am grateful for those people, and those people know who they are. Um, they know who they are. Awesome. And I know I always ask my guests about their favorite quote, and I know you've had so many that you love, and I believe you picked the Maya Angelou quote last time. I just want to ask you, uh, do you want to use that same quote from last uh, podcast or is there one that's sticking to your, your mind right now that you want to share to the world? No, it's one that's sticking to my mind. It's another one of my tattoos, but um, around my neck, I have, I die today so you could live tomorrow. And I got that tattoo for two reasons. Mm -hmm. Before we end this, loyalty is a big thing to me. Now, when you go to federal prison, when you go to, when you go off to take a vacation anytime, that's when you really see what loyalty is. Mm-hmm. You you know, so with me coming home and still being loyal and still being, um, still being there, still being present for the next person who needs who needs to talk to me? Who, who who might need me for whatever? I refuse to be bitter, to be angry, or anything. And for the people who will allow me in their life, for me to be loyal to them, for me to love them, friendships, situationships, relationships, family, whatever. Just know that the love that I have for you, for the experience itself, I die today so you could live tomorrow. The, that's great. 
the hunger that I have for knowledge itself is only going to come from people who have changed themselves. And if you can feed my soul with knowledge, if you can give me the recipe, if you can just give me the chance to show you who I really am, I will always be there for you. It's hard asking for help. It's hard changing your surroundings because this is what you are comfortable with. Mm-hmm. You can give me that knowledge. Knowledge is power. If you can just give me that, then just know that I will never turn my back on you. I will never betray you. Knowledge is power. Knowledge is power. Amen. Knowledge Amen. is power. Diamond, I just want to thank you again for being a part of the show again, for opening up again and giving me the raw exclusive, you know, and telling me about We can do it another, a year from now, because I remember you asked me in the last interview, too, where did I think I was going to be in five years? And I mm-hmm. said, I want to be comfortable, successful, and um, what did I say? Comfortable, successful, and I said something else. And I think it was happy. I think you said yeah, happy. happy. Yes, I said I wanted to be happy, comfortable, and successful. It hasn't even been five years, and I'm already all three of those things. Exactly. So I can only imagine with what it's only been a year. So within the next four years, sky's the limit. That's it. That's it. And and like I said, I've been real, um, real grateful these really since. My, my whole life really but these last few months <laughs> has really been just a real struggle for uh for me personally and um for a lot of people i know too so that's why i really wanted to like hit home with gratitude and stuff and i want to just say that you know my three things i'm grateful for just for you is for one i'm i'm grateful for the change that you're willing to do your ambition and also your kind heart because since I've met you, you've been the, the way you are now. You've always been very kind-hearted, always ha- had your goals set, and always there. Like, always there. you checking on me. You've called me plenty of times. We've talked, no matter if it's about the podcast or about real-life stuff. And I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, thank you for always being a, a great, so loyal well. friend. And for being a, a friend and family to the podcast. And I wish you much, much success, Diamond. I really do. Thank you. Thank you. Diamond Williams, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much. You're welcome, Diamond. I'll see you later. All right. <laughs>